and welcome to Article 23, the podcast all about making work work. Before we start, I want to acknowledge the land on which we're recording today. We're coming to you from Gadigal land, part of the Eora Nation, and we acknowledge and pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging, and our gratitude for their care of this land for thousands of years. Down to the podcast, I am Rhonda Brighton Hall, and alongside me, as always, is... Me. James <laughs> Hi, everyone. <laughs> Hi, Rhonda. Hi. Hi. It's great to see you. You too. Uh, podcast, three big topics, which you always do. Yep. Two about the world of work and another good news story. And this will be, interestingly, the only podcast coming to you from Australia this week that doesn't mention Taylor Swift. Didn't you just mention it? I did mention it. Oh, Taylor. no. I'm sure we can shake it off from here, though. <laughs> <laughs> I've got more, but I'm going to leave that alone. And we do want to acknowledge the joy she brought a lot of people, though. Like did. it was very cool. And spare a thought for the hobby bead shop owners <laughs> who have had their best year in many, many decades. Um, and explain, shout out to explain them. to their bosses next year when they haven't gone up by another 15%. It'll be hard to repeat. Taylor will need to see every year, uh, maybe a couple of times just to get that growth right. happening. Sorry. That's right. So today we're going to cover two quite serious topics and then some good news. So the two topics. First of all, we're going to talk about the gender pay gap and some other anomalies in the world of gender, yeah. which we know well. Secondly, we're going to talk about media and its impact on our perceptions of leadership. I think it's a Times really, two, really yep. important topic, and I'm looking forward to that. Mm. And the third one is some good news from the world of Chicago. This is the best. One okay. of my favorite cities in the world, <laughs> yep. as you know. Yeah, love okay. it. So gender pay gap, it is a worldwide challenge that in mm. almost any country you can find in the world, um, if not all countries in the world actually, um, women are paid less than men, and we know that. And it's really hard to solve it. And not to say we shouldn't solve it, it's just a tricky, complex problem. So um, when we look at the current data we've just announced today, the first of the publicly published Mm -hmm. gender pay gaps uh, from the WGA, the Workplace Gender Equity Agency. Mm -hmm. And uh, our most commonly cited pay gap measure is the difference between average weekly earnings between men and women. And it Mm -hmm. shows that while we continue to earn less than men, in November 2023, we had a pay gap at 12%, down from 18% in 2014. So that's a 10-year, close enough, uh, mm-hmm. reduction, which is actually pretty good reducing that gap. So the gap has closed by half in a decade, thereabouts. For 18 to 12, not quite half, but yeah, yeah, third. And so, and median-based pay for companies of more than 100 employees today is 14%. And then when we start adding in bonuses um, near the top of a company and the mm-hmm. big companies pay the big bonuses like the Fin Review today is talking about investment banks, et cetera, et cetera, makes it a whole lot worse. Mm-hmm. And so we saw our biggest corporates, some of our very biggest and, and very popular corporates named in chambers having gaps up too. Worst case scenario that this morning I read was 48%. That would be hard to explain, wouldn't it? So it's extremely slow progress. Extremely slow and very complicated. Like, yeah. as you know, we've worked with um, the economists who've done a lot of work behind where is the gender yeah. pay gap, how does it happen? You look at industries, you look at rank, you look yeah. at hierarchy, you look at bonuses and base and average and median, you try to wash mm. it through in any sort of way to see where those gaps are. We've done inside companies as sort of a challenge of how can yeah. we fix it. We've worked for companies, both of us, where you get in there and you just fix it every year, but in 12 months time it's back again Mm -hmm. so it is really really hard but all over the world there's been this long-held theory that absolutely the reason that women earn less than men is because it's a hidden gap that people don't know what it is and therefore they can't have a conversation and that's what the australian transparency laws 
you know, that the WGA has mm-hmm. released today have been based on, mm-hmm. is that if it's not hidden, it will improve. Thoughts? I agree with you at the start. Like, sorry about the bad mass there for a second, but just so much information to process on it, not just the numbers, but you're right, is like the system that's, or the many sets of systems all around this serious problem is hard to get your head around. Yeah. Because you can make big progress and it can be eaten away quite quickly, for want of a better word. Yeah. Things like that. Yeah. And that, um, you know, making it transparent we should see really quick progress then, hey, from here. Well, and then how will that work and, you know, what are the right conversations to have? That's where yeah. my mind goes and yeah. so, everything else. Yeah, the, the theory is, and I thank you for the bad mess because you very yeah. rarely do bad mess. Yeah, so I yeah, thought yeah. you were doing it to make me look smart, no, and I really yeah, appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, sure, I'll be yeah, no, no, it's just... I think the issue is that the idea is that if you embarrass a company or you make yeah. them, put them on the front like page and shame, and shame them, right. name and shame yeah, them, yeah, okay. that they will address it that yeah. they will do something with it. But a lot of companies are doing something about it and maybe or maybe not naming and shaming them. Yeah. But um, both of us, um, a bit of a numbers and research geek on this stuff. Yeah. Um, the best study that you can find of this was done in December 2021 out of Canada, Baker et al., if anyone's looking for it. Mm-hmm. Pay transparency in the gender gut. And a really good summary of all the literature examples, every country that's done transparency did have an effect mm-hmm. on pay gap. Yeah. And what you find through the whole thing is basically the answer is yes and no. <laughs> so the answer is mm. it's a complex system and you have to address a whole bunch of other things to get it right. Yep. It doesn't mean you shouldn't because it's too hard. It doesn't mean you should do it, but it's hard. And you have to get in there and do hierarchy, promotions, the impact of maternity leave or having parental leave, um, the impact of caring responsibilities, both of parents and children, all that sort of stuff. And if you address all of it, you'll get an improvement. So it's still a complex system. But there is something about transparency that it makes the conversation happen. And the way that they describe it in 21 pages, and I'll save you some time to get to Mm -hmm. it, is that the transparency does have a spillover into improvements in changing social norms because it changes conversations. So people go, wow, I didn't know that, you know, having a kid would affect me like this. And so now that we, I want to talk about that, mm. I want to fix that. I want to fix it for my kids yeah. and, you know, people get involved in it. And I think that's the outcome of transparency. It's yeah. not the naming, shaming, but no. it's the change in social norms, the, wow, that's amazing. I didn't know that was the case. What are we going to do about it together? Yeah. And I think my mind was going to not being skeptical about, I think that it's very clear that the problem is a problem and it's complicated. That's, I'm not disputing that for us or, you know, thinking about that differently for a second. Yeah. But is, are we looking at the data? Because, you know, there's talk about how you measure this year compared to the last year, transparency. If you go back a few years, measured slightly differently, like just how reporting and data evolves anyway. Yeah. But actually, if the goal and where impacts had is around conversations and different conversations, the yeah. data being slightly different drives that, right? You're going to yeah. have a different conversation with different data. So it's sort of now I understand that they're better. Very much so. Yeah, yeah. And so if our conversation is we name someone on the front page of the paper, now they're embarrassed. Yeah. So therefore, the world changes. It doesn't happen. No, that's okay. right. But, and I saw that this morning, yeah. we were watching it on, on TV and it was this conversation around, oh yeah, that's because boys' pays get changed in the golf club. And you're like, that's not what's driving no. it. <laughs> but it's much more complicated than yeah. that. And so you do have to have better and more mature conversations than just dissing men or something like that. Yeah. 
but it does create a different conversation when you can look at the detail of the data, see where these things are varying, what we've got in society that we could probably shift a little bit and move it forward. And I think it does help, but it's, it's only when you get into the detail, not in the goofy, you know, no. men are bad and they shouldn't play golf. Or yeah, you're right. There's like such a breadth of conversations. We sort of watched it unfold in the first half of the day and you're like, okay, that's yeah. an article in one publication saying one thing and immediately next to it one that's almost oppositional. But if it's about having conversation, okay. And yeah. both were balanced and with great data and stuff, okay. Yeah. We go, wow, you can yeah. see the complication. Yeah. Now I guess you have to work out what you do in your own organization to make a difference. In your own org and in society and how do we want it to work. Yeah. But it does sort of, there's another bunch of gender-based conversations. Yeah, and we've had another one this week that just huge. kills me, just kills me, is that this idea that we are still in 2024, and we've already had three cases this year come to us, yeah. is that we're still sacking, making the redundant is the correct term, but it's just dismissing people and taking their job away, call it what you will when they're either on maternity leave, seven, eight months pregnant, about to have a baby, or when they are about to return a month, two months out from returning to work, Mm. and they suddenly lose their job. And it's always the goofiest conversations. Hi, now I know you're coming back uh, from parental leave in a couple of weeks. Just want to let you know we've done this restructure of 25 people. You won't believe what happened. One job went, it was yours, the person on maternity leave, and uh, no longer got a job. And and it's 2017, I wrote a plea to change this. In 2024, I went back to it this morning and I didn't have to change a word. So nothing has moved. And uh, if I can make another plea in the middle of our podcast, I'm very serious about it, is that the CEOs have to get the numbers. You just have to ask a couple of numbers. How many women went on maternity leave and and let's go to parental leave fully and do men and women? Mm -hmm. Who went on parental leave? Who came back? Who didn't? And why? And don't let anyone explain it to you. Oh, it was an amazing restructure of, you know, some seasonal change that we had to stop it already. Yep. If you've got an issue that people go on parental leave and they don't come back, you've probably got a problem. Mm. Don't rationalize the irrational. Don't rationalize the irrational. Trust your intuition. You've got a problem, you need to fix it, and it is absolutely your accountability. Like every other, don't break the law in your company. Big pause. I got nothing else to say on that. I mean, people will try and rationalize it. People will argue the toss. People will have a conversation about impact or something or outcomes that people have or something, I imagine. Yeah. Like in their mind or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I know. But we're talking about hybrid work, working differently. We've been doing that for a while now. Yeah. COVID brought it up. So this is not, if anything, any scrap of anything logical, not that I think it was there before, is even less so in there now. Yeah. Well, the three women that we've spoken to this year so far, and there'll be more. Like, they come in all the time. Totally. And ones we don't know about, I'm sure. Oh, gosh, even more. A sample, yeah. The 2016 Human Rights Commission said 54%. So I I think it's probably an underestimate. Like, it's just stunningly how bad this is handled. But what was interesting is that all three women so far that we've spoken to this year have an awesome performance record. Yep. Have achieved full performance, high achievers with full bonus where there's a bonus. So there's no record of them ever doing anything other than doing great work. Mm. So it's got nothing to do with the job. It's got to do with this process where you go, outside of, out of mind, I'm done. This change, that's our societal plea. <laughs> Topic number two, which is actually quite related to this because I think if CEOs looked at those numbers and the transparency yep. and that was transparent, front page of the paper, let's look at how many yep. women and men yep. didn't come back from parental leave, I think that would have an impact on the conversation. Yeah. Let's talk about the media and its impact on our perception of leadership. 
or, or leaders. How long do we have again? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Let's do the skinny version because okay. it's it's yeah. another really emotional topic. But we watched the um, the program of Brad Banducci from Woolworths and Leah Weckert from Coles, mm-hmm. and there was a really big conversation around it. And I, you know, I'd love your views. Big conversation particularly the one I saw with Brad. Don't know Brad, do shopping at Woolies. That's where our common ground sort of ends, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And just hearing the sort of reactions to it and seemingly one-sided ones about storming out, aggressive, I don't know, like we were shown an excerpt of a tiny interview in what I imagine and I've heard since and we've spoken about it, a long day of filming (laughs) where a CEO shows up and gives their time to the media and then gets sort of barreled for like one slip in a day and think I made a couple at least on this podcast alone under a very different environment not filmed for TV. Yeah. And a CEO of a major listed company got barreled over that and ultimately is no longer in Woolworths. Well, he in was, close proximity to that, yeah. let's say. I'm sure he was retiring. No one sure, does sure, sure. succession planning overnight. Know. Of course. Of <laughs> but course. probably two years in, in trade. Totally. But, um, yeah, it was interesting because if we were teaching people how to deal with bullying or how to deal with really difficult culture. Or even media for that matter. Or even media. To be fair, like media training. I thought about that angle too. Yeah, you, know? you, you do need to handle the media of, yep. as a CEO, of course. But if it gets to the point where you've misspoken or you've got it wrong or you do need to walk away from it, then walk away. Yeah, and um, and so that's what you'd say to do, and it was extraordinary how it turned into a gender debate. It turned into he was furious, and I'm sort of watching it, thinking, did I miss the furious? Didn't raise his voice. Didn't like. (laughs) uh, You could probably test all of this. He actually said sorry and took his mic. Like it was very calm, and he was disappointed that it it was going badly. I think any, I kind of go. It's not the perfect way to put it, but what would a normal person do? not you know yeah. suggesting something else or if you saw that in the pub and it wasn't a CEO and you just said here's someone being asked questions that they don't want to answer that they don't want to answer in an interview they were there for five hours on a bad day with a bottle of water whatever like set it up as not the CEO of Woolworths yeah. for a second yeah and gender you could do any tests you want people would go oh that's an overreaction from the media etc etc about what happened that day in yeah. that filming I, I find cons- I was concerned when I saw people sort of gleeful about it because if Why? you want to measure a CEO, like, is their business going well? Is their team treated well? Are they I'm doing sure. good things by their customers and clients? And I don't know. Like, yeah. I'm sure there's lots of measures for a CEO. But to measure them because they didn't want to be in the interview anymore, I'm like, really? I, I would have other measures in front of that. It's important to handle media, of course. It doesn't yeah. need to be perfect, though. Can't be. And if that's what we're expecting is that perfection level. When we talk about leadership, we talk about... And I, it's not my language, but, you know, we talk about showing imperfection and vulnerability, how, whatever you want to say, yeah. but yet you're not allowed to do it here. It actually goes <laughs> against what a good leader is. Okay, now, like, I'm really struggling to understand what, what to do. And I, we, I don't know. we saw another one this morning, same oh sort of God. example, New yeah. South Wales Police Commissioner Karen Webb. Yeah. And she was being criticised for not chatting to the media and to us in the public. Yeah. And I, I get that that's part of her job too, but yeah. surely her more important job is to run the police force and investigate crimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she's dealing with many crimes and, and moments, I'm sure, but really tough, tough set of circumstances here in Sydney. At the very, moment. very tough. Very sad too. Very like sad. I can only imagine that's heartbreaking for everybody in the police force. That's right. And I'm Everyone sure... Everyone who's involved, the LGBTI community as well. It's just devastating. And when someone in your force 
appears to be from all media involved imagine how you'd feel i wouldn't want to be chatting about it i want to be finding the answers to what's happened you know yeah understand that and again like you judge her on is our state safe is she solving these crimes is her team working well etc it's sort of um yeah how often she touches the media is another one and we had this third example which i thought was really interesting we asked a ceo we're working with at the moment um of all the things that keep them up at night, which we often talk about. Yep. And the one thing this person had, and it's a very, very complex business mm. and a very, very hard job, and he's there <laughs> doing it exceptionally well yes. by any measure. Yep. Great fear, misspeaking in the media and being slammed for it. That's the one it's that amazing. keeps them up at night. It's amazing. So then you say... Are we just going to judge leaders on that? Like, I think we just need we a broader have, scorecard. <laughs> yeah, or are we going to have no, whatever the right words are, discourse, communication from senior leaders out there in the media at all because of fear of it and ramifications? Like, is that where it's going to go? Then we're not going to know what's happening out in the economy and society and the world. And it's sort of, what where, what are we going to be left with? Like a chamber of wrong info? And I don't know. Yeah, it I, doesn't seem right either. I would rather an authentic, honest, straightforward leader talking to the media with all their infections than I would just a press statement that's been proofread 18 times and has no holes. Yeah, washed beyond its meaning. So, yeah, I agree yeah. with that totally. Yeah. Fascinating topic. A little bit gentler on the senior leaders in our community. Yep. Third topic, <laughs> some good news out of Chicago that you saw. Oh, my God. Chicago, the possibly the home of hot dogs. Um, <laughs> Certainly which is close pizza. to my heart. <laughs> oh, look, a former pizza says hockey. the New Yorker. Yeah, like, no. Blackhawks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Love I it. I am so there. We should get them. <laughs> I think we should all, we can both talk about this. We loved the show Ted Lasso. We did. Great. It was fantastic. Great storyline. Go watch it if you haven't. We're not, media, you know, we're agnostic to <laughs> streaming services and whatever. <laughs> Jason Sudeikis, the Ted Lasso himself. Yes. In the show Ted Lasso, the keynote speaker at this year's annual HR conference from SHRM, the Society of HR uh, Management Professionals in the USA, in God's country, Chicago. Yes. So just when you thought HR was uncool, the good news is we are very, very we, cool. <laughs> and we have a poster in our office that says believe, and the belief has just come back. That is so awesome. <laughs> a nice place to end thank you so much james thank you for listening to us and as we always say um keep listening to your own intuition to each other and hopefully to us too thank you